This week in league, once for Warriors, twice for Bridesmaids. Tim Sheens gives the greatest indication that he has no intention of winning the Four Nations by not selecting Lodi Takiri. It's official. In 2014, the Mormon Church will be making more money from their cut of Hopper Jr's contract than the rest of Paris first grade squad will make of their own. And we'll review all of the action from the Grand Final Day and our own Mad Monday celebrations. But more, it's week in league. Welcome to episode 68 of This Week in League. I'm Darren Lockyer. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm humping your leg. No, I'm not. I'm Glenn. <laughs> You're Sam Thiday. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, my voice is fucked. Um, <laughs> Sounds marvellous. A side effect of Mad Monday. Um, but if the voice if the voice being... Um, I suspect Mad Sunday might have had something to do with your voice, mate. Yeah, but I mean, if, if considering okay, it's it's Tuesday now after the Mad Monday, um, and I didn't wind up with my nuts in like a dog's mouth or anything like that. So I mean, if, and if we Luke, did it relatively easy. We did. You know, we did. We had a lot location. of bad influences around us. We did. You, <laughs> you, you, and what are you talking about? You were you did have probably more to drink than anyone else there. Yeah, I had as much as anyone else combined. Yeah, I was going to say. Mr. Pike. But he was on the beers anyway. He, he was pumping the beers. He was smashing the beers, you know, the pure blondes. Yeah, that's only mid-strength or something, isn't it? That's not strong, is it's it? Low, it's low carb, but I don't know what the alcohol content is, but I'm assuming it's only, you know, he's, there's a rabbit supporter. I'm assuming they're pretty um soft. Yeah, pussy. Yeah. Or <laughs> well, he did have wine bourbon. Oh, that's right. He had one of those surplus bourbons out of your ten or so that you had. <laughs> <laughs> We'll get to those celebrations, we shall we? Housekeeping, first thing, shop. We are officially sold out of curved brim hats, and in fact, we're probably oversubscribed by one or two. However, we can get a second shipment going on like turnaround time on two we, weeks. Two weeks, okay. So we will have them. So, um, by all means, keep you know keep ordering them, and uh, it might be a slight delay, but um, they'll get to you probably what, a week after they normally would have. I would say, given yeah. the turnaround time and everything. The Twillies, as you probably know, especially Twitter, Twitter and Facebook uh, uh, members of those services who listen to the show, uh, Twillies are live. Uh, you can get to it at uh, surveymonkey.com forward slash S forward slash Twillies, T-W-I-L-L-Y-S. Um, How many L's? Uh, double L, two. <laughs> that makes two Utah, two. Um, and yeah, uh, we'll put the link up on the, the show notes for this episode on the website as well. Uh, you've got until... Monday at mid, oh, let's say Tuesday, 9am, and then that will give us time to have our uh, third-party accounting partners audit the results. The auditors. The auditors to... Uh, the quality assurance. Exactly, to audit the results, and also to ba- tabulate them without either of us seeing them, so you know we can kind of have a surprise when we open the envelope yes. like we did last year. It was really good. Um, Can't wait to take out the uh, award, hotly contested award for uh, this week in league host of the year. You did check the survey, though. You did check it before we actually put it live, and you do realise that there was no question. Yes, that's on Survey Monkey. Yeah. But I've, being a technical genius that I am, okay, I've gone to Survey Hippopotamus. Okay. And I've come up with only one award. Survey Donkey. <laughs> survey Armadillo. And uh, this week in League Host of the Year. Surve- survey fucking Pelican. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good site. 
nobody that's patent pending. Nobody nobody buy that domain. All right. <laughs> or buy it and redirect it to the show. <laughs> um so yeah, we um finish finish off your voting. Well I'll shut it down about nine AM on Thursday on uh, Tuesday, sorry. And the show we record that week will be all about the Twilly Awards and we'll get to see who wins uh, on all those fantastic categories. Finally, uh, finally for me on the podcast, uh, on, on the uh, housekeeping, podcast awards. Um, thank you for everyone who nominated us or you know suggested us so that we can uh, get a nomination in the categories uh, People's Choice and Sports. Because we made a late charge. Made a late charge. Um, it's probably be a couple of weeks before we find out Either way, or you know what the deal is with that, but um, for everyone who did it, thanks very much. Uh, now we're playing the waiting game. News: Four Nation squads. Nine players involved in Sunday's NRL Grand Final and six yet-to-play a test have been named in a 23-man squad for New Zealand's one-off international against Australia on October 16th and the 2011 Four Nations to follow in England. Fullback Kevin Locke, halfback Sean Johnson and prop Russell Packer have all been selected after featuring for, their war- for the Warriors in their NRL Grand Final loss to Manly. Good yep. selections. Yes, all three. I mean, it's good to see the age of Benji's... Uh, Sunsetting a little bit. Johnson's in there. <laughs> yeah, and Foran's finally got a quality scrum base partner. Oh. The other three yet to play for the Kiwis are Brisbane Broncos utility Jared Beale, his teammate and back rower Alex Glenn, and Melbourne Storms Kevin Proctor, another back rower. Have a decent side, eh? Kiwis? Yeah, in fact, I think their side it looks better on paper than Australia's, to be honest with you. We'll go through the whole side here alphabetically. Uh, Jared Beale, Adam Blair. Lewis, well, Adam Blair, he's going to have to... That is to that's just to get him playing for the Tigers sooner, surely. Well, Sheenzy needs to get to know him. <laughs> so, you know, they'll be able to catch up after the test match. So they're like, stuff. yeah, we we select Adam Blair for the October test. That's one less game on the suspension. And we select him for the Four Nations too, damn. <laughs> so, yeah, Jared Buell, Adam Blair, Lewis Brown, Nathan Fien, Kieran Foran, Alex Glenn, Thomas Lulawai, Kevin Locke, Sean Johnson, Isaac Luke, Sam McKendry... Fucking fortunate selection, that, because he's done nothing this year. Simon Mannering, Sikamanu, Benji Marshall, Steve Matai, Ben Matalino, Fui Fui Moi Moi, Jason Nightingale, Russell Packer, Kevin Proctor, Jeremy Smith, Manu Vadavai, and Letters. I was wondering I was wondering where Letters was going to be. I wasn't he's sure super which quiet. One of his, which name he's super gonna quiet, use. though. He was super quiet uh, this year, too. Certainly yeah, he didn't replicate certainly what he did last year. Didn't reach the giddy heights of 2010, but um, but his letters he's made for he's built for tests, <laughs> like Steve Matai. Those dudes just built to destroy. Exactly, he's be good to see him back at Manly. Yeah, he's his stage is the test arena. He 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 cares not for this professional NRL competition. He doesn't want to be the opening band. No, he wants to be the band. The band that spills blood. On Newcastle's hallowed turf of Osgrid Stadium. <laughs> hallowed turf. Yeah, in a sense, I guess. <laughs> Two pretty um, pretty strong squads coming together. Obviously, they should uh, contest the final of the Four Nations. And I would imagine well, it would be yeah. a pretty competitive test match coming up down there in Newcastle, so... I would imagine so. Um, England's how about England squad? Eh? Rangy Chase. 
that's that's the only thing that really sticks out about England squad is just like Gronk, you know, and the, the Gronk general Gronk. uncompetitiveness of it. Yeah, just generally uncompetitive, and then Rangy Chase out of the clouds is suddenly English. I'm not, I'm not of course sure. He is. Rang, name like Rangy Chase. What are you and then about? and then we had um one of our Twitter followers whose name escapes me, unfortunately. I mean, do you remember who it was who was giving shit saying that Cherry Evans' mum's pom? Was no. it was it White Pie? Oh yeah, I he's got was, that. He's got that in his game. Yeah, yeah, he's got it in his game, and he was saying Cherry Evans. So you know, lock him up, and then then he was going to say that Cherry Evans, the reason why he was selected in Australia squad, which we'll get to in a second, the reason he was selected was because you know to make him ineligible for England to pick him. But they got to understand there's a difference between eligible and available. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> only guys like Jack Reed who he realised they got no chance of playing for Australia. Oh come on, here we go. <laughs> here we go. And, uh, Who's the, who else is a you know, you know West Tigers players? I guess I they I they declare their availability. About. I don't know who you're talking about. Talking about that little pa- little sack of walnuts. What's his name? Chris Hoynton. <laughs> <laughs> He's as pommy as warm beer, and questionable. He looks personal like personal hygiene. He, look, he looks like a stocking full of glens. <laughs> <laughs> My head, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's go to the Australian. I can't believe you're questioning Hyington's nationality. A, he's got an entire village everything, in England named after him. Everything. Hyingtonville. Yeah. And called. Everything that Hyington, he's the only thing that makes him eligible is he's taking accent lessons off Gaddeth. Bullshit. And pretends to be a pom. And he pretends to be a pom. <laughs> and it's just, and it literally, it's just from spending too much time with Gaddeth on the training pad. <laughs> That's about as how English he is. <laughs> oh, see, look that that not being good enough to play for Australia, <laughs> as most English players are. Oh God, <laughs> it's going to be a long night. Damn straight, I hope not though, because my voice is fucked. Good, if maybe I could just outlast <laughs> you. You can shut up, and I'll have the run of the show. Yeah, you may, you may. Kangaroo Squad have rewarded Manly for the NRL Premiership success. With Daly Cherry Evans among five Sea Eagles chosen in the squad, also joined by the Stewart brothers Brett and Glenn. I thought they Chuck gave Hopmo. the ball boy positions just to like local kids or something. Why do they give it to like Cherry Evans? That's just Cherry seems Evans. like favouritism to me. Cherry Evans has pretty much put a cherry on top of. I don't. I mean, we haven't discussed this in advance, so I don't want to spring it on you. But can you remember a player who had a better first season in the NRL? Rookie of the year, won the premiership, out of nowhere selected for Australia. He should have been selected for Queensland too. David Williams. Wolfman, yeah, but I mean, that wasn't his rookie season though. I mean, he'd played some games and he'd been injured, then came, but then he came to Manly and had a great season with Manly. He definitely, it was his first. That wasn't his first season in first grade? I don't, it was, I don't, was, his, was his very first season in first grade? I don't think he played any first grade games for Parrot. Yeah, he probably didn't. No, I don't think he did. He's professional, isn't it? Yeah. I love how we just yeah. don't bother looking up any facts when we've got two computers sitting in front of us. Yeah, yeah, but you know, that, that's part of the charm. Is it? <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> but yeah, no, Wolfman did as well. But I mean, he it's didn't, charming he didn't to win, not know shit. But Wolfman, right. didn't, Wolfman didn't um, didn't win like Rookie of the Year or anything either. He played State of Origin and fucking for his country in one State season. of Origin for his country? No, he played State of Origin <laughs> and for his country. Yeah, yeah, he did. In one season. That, that he did. Um, trying to think. Did he play the Origin in that season though? Or did he play Origin the following season after the... Uh, I mean... I thought he was a bolted again into the test side after yeah, that's right. and then played Origin season after. My mistake. And then he's been stamped never to play Origin again. Pretty much. On account of having a broken neck. Questionable to boo. 
Um, yeah, Justin Hodges, you know, got over that. Took the mistakes out of his game, replaced them with being a grub. That he did. Let's hope Wolfman doesn't do that. No. So we agreed that Cherry uh, that, Evans is the greatest, greatest debut had better... season by a player in history of the game. Greatest rookie season ever. Yep. And we'd like to hear your feedback on a player who's, a, who's had a better rookie season. Jack Reed would pretend, but he didn't win the Rookie of the Year award, and he's playing for England. So that pretty much stamp him as one of the worst rookie seasons ever. <laughs> and he's a ranger. <laughs> so, regardless of how good he was, he was never getting any recognition. Exactly. Um, That's a good question. I'd like some more time to think about speaking that. Speaking of your rangers, Keefe. Keith Big Galloway, who we ran into at the grand final. Do you remember that? <laughs> of course, I remember every piece of it. Um, Corey Parker, Dave Taylor, and the Iwate Parte, all in line to get the green and gold for the very first time. Tim Sheens, as he does, taking the three West Tigers players, Chris Lawrence and Robbie Farrow and Galloway. Galloway, probably best chance to actually play a game for Australia, I think, out oh, of the three you don't want the best centre in the game. Yeah, Jamie Lyon. He's oh. declared himself ineligible. He's rather going hunt pigs rather than hunt English pigs. <laughs> he wants to hunt wee war pigs. <laughs> Apparently, they're harder to pull down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, and the dragons. He wants a challenge. The dragons ab- absolutely decimated given the given the poor season by their standards. They had one player, Darius Boyd, fluffy. Who won't get picked because Shenzie hates him. Apparently, like most of the known universe, except Wayne Bennett. <laughs> yeah, exactly, only Wayne Bennett. Yeah, and uh, we've also got. Um, Justin Hodges, Jared Hayne, Petro, all unavailable. So I guess, you know, that's why a few of them do come in. Uh, Lockie, he's declared himself available. Um, he's got over his bout of um, being a craven. face? Yep. Being, a, waste? being a what? Craven. You know, lost the will of fight. I don't want to say coward, but... Where's craven know. come from? What's that? I think it's like an old English Pulp Fiction? No. Oh. Everything seems to be in Pulp Fiction. <clears throat> no, Game of Thrones, actually. Enhanced my life. Actually, I'll just watch it. Movie. It was actually out of a book, that one. Really? I'm going to educate you. Oh, don't get me started on the books I haven't read. Yep, yep. That's all, you know, as far as far more books. If it's not Mr. Men or, <laughs> or Golden Books, sorry. Or, or, or Picture Magazine. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, basically these guys are going to line up for the, 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 uh, the one-off test match in Newcastle uh, in mid- mid-October, and then uh, they're off to the four-week Four Nations tournament. Final uh, is in Leeds on November the 19th. Now, we'll just go through the full Brisbane squad after we really um, took our time getting it out there, just because we wanted to slag everybody. Squad? Did I say Queensland? I meant you fucking... said Brisbane. I said Brisbane. I'm looking at Brisbane Broncos. They've got this listed here by actual representation of sides. And rather than look, the Kiwis did it the best way, they just go alphabetical surname. But this one's broken up by sides. So we've got Brisbane, Lockyer, Corey Parker, Sam Thiday, Yowie, Canberra, David Shillington, Cronulla, Paul Gallen, Manly, DCE, Glenn Stewart, Brett Stewart, Anthony Watmo, Tony Williams, Melbourne Storm, Cooper Cronk, Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Newcastle Knights, Uwate Pate, North Queensland Cowboys, Matt Scott, Jonathan Thurston, Penrith, Luke Lewis, St. George Illawarra, Darius Boyd, South Sydney, Inglis and Taylor, West Tigers, Keefe, Robbie Farrah, Betty White. <laughs> I, I have to say, look, as much as I love the Tigers and yep. I love Sheenzy and I love all the boys and good on them for getting picked for Australia. Yep. Fuck, it's it's very it's quite quite the nepotism, isn't it? It is, but I mean, you know, Keefe was he, he he played Origin, didn't he? And he yeah. was he, so he's up there. I mean, you got Matt Scott guaranteed one position in the props there. Um, and obviously, well, I guess what's his fucking name? Which Where one? Who are you talking about? That guy. 
What position? The guy that calls me Phil. Um, Michael Ennis. Fuck. My mortal enemy. Yeah, what about him? Clearly he's still injured. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Because Cameron Smith's always going to be the guy. Yeah, but for <laughs> Robbie, I guess it, with Ennis not playing the back end of the season because of his injury, it brings a backup hooker position into play. Yeah. And, and, and swings it in Robbie's favour, given that he was probably the hooker of the year. What they'll probably do is Thurston will be injured. So Cronk will go to the supporting hooker role like he does for Queensland. Cherry goes straight into the Australian halfbacks, like completing yeah, his well, rise Robbie, to the top of the world. Robbie's played halfback before, mate. And Robbie, he'll just keep flopping about, diving on the ground like a fish out of water, <laughs> as he does all season. You need to remember who the coach is, champ. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and after the shit... Can't the... wait, that'll give Manly another chip on their shoulder. Just when we get rid of a couple, now we've got to put another one. Oh, after, um... Let's, let's just say, I don't think Sheenzy's going to make that mistake again after uh, his nepotism with Lottie really worked out well last time, didn't it? <laughs> And thank God that that guy's nowhere to be seen this time to lose us. I mean, now we've only got Billy Slater around to lose us at the final this time. <laughs> I don't know that you can oh. say that uh, Lottie Takiri alone lost the final. I mean, the man's he's, he's been Not injured. Alone. He's had a rough year with injury. He'll bounce back like all future immortals do. It wasn't last year when he was injured, though. No, when but he he'll bounce everything. back next season. Be selected probably for Queensland and Australia, maybe even England. If you say so, I believe you. I want to believe you. You do not. You don't believe anything I say. Like right. that argument we just had about that song. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hopper Jr., off to the eels. Hang on, have we finished talking about the test teams? Pretty much. Do you reckon Australia's walk-up winners? or? No, I reckon, have... I reckon on paper the Kiwi side looks better. Yeah. but Younger, straight. definitely <laughs> going to get enthousi- like very enthusiastic. Yeah. I mean, well, you Flashy know. side, for sure. But yeah, I mean, there's, there's some. There's definitely you know solid solid basis for the Australian side as well. Yeah, all the Queenslanders um, in there. You're right. All the Manly players in there. Oh, Stuart brothers will carve up Watmo. They won't even get a run. Sheenzy hates Watmo. We've spoken about this. Sheenzy actually came out and said that he doesn't hate Watmo. In fact, he loves Watmo, and he doesn't know where the media got it from. Really? Yeah. I reckon Watmo might get a run at the Tigers. What do you reckon? Never happened. Mm. He hates them. He urinates in public again. Yeah. Which Even is easy to do around the Manly area, I have to say. Well, it wasn't the Manly area, it was St. Ives, where really? I took that photo of you pissing against the fence, you dirty animal. <laughs> 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 yes, and uh, that was actually retweeted, uh, that was on our on our Twitter account too, so if everyone wants yeah. to see Glenn pissing on a fence at St. Ives uh, on the way to the grand final, be my guest. If anyone actually does want to see that, I su- suggest you see your local physician and get <laughs> yeah. some medication, because it's not, it's not a lot of fun. No. Even I don't want to see it. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing a pink shirt too. I mean, if that makes it any more it attractive or less attractive. It wasn't pink. What was it? I think you'll find it was uh, more purple. Peach. <laughs> Peach. Peach. No, Uber shirt yesterday. <laughs> oh, no, Just... that's right. That was yesterday's shirt. Jesus. So you took two pink shirts down to the grand final. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> you own two pink shirts. Interesting. No, I do not. I okay. have one shirt that could be passed off as pink and one that is more uh, lavender. <laughs> Sounds so manly. <laughs> yeah. All right. Hopper Jr. off to the eels. William Hopperwadi is set to return from his two-year Mormon mission, an eel, after agreeing to terms with Parramatta in the lead-up to the grand final. Eels coach Stephen Kearney and recruitment boss Peter Nolan have convinced Hopperwadi to commit to a two-year deal, which will begin when he finishes the Queensland-based religious mission in 2014. 
Negotiations have been kept under close guard, but several Manly officials and players were privately discussing his decision in the winning dressing room on Sunday night. Sources close to the negotiations said the Eels' contract was worth upwards of 500 grand a season, and in fact, I've seen uh, a couple of times today 850 grand being bandied around as a number. Load of shit. And yeah, surely, I mean, you know, I hope it is that much because good on Hopper getting that kind of money. Um, Tyron Smith was unavailable for comment, while Eels CEO Paul Osborne and Manly counterpart David Perry could not be contacted. Tyron Smith. Yeah, that's his uh, mercenary manager. The, one of the most mercenary players in the NRA, in the oh history of rugby God. league. How many year deal did he sign? Um, what I was saying, was it a two year deal? I think it was. It was. I think it was a two year deal for. I think it was two so years. That's the goal. Yeah. T- yeah. I think. I two think year so. deal. Yeah. Next club. <laughs> two year back deal. To, next back, club. Back to Manly. Yeah. Well, if it's Tyrone Smith, it'll be like one year and just basically just start traveling. One year contract at every club to to, to take the uh, Tyrone Smith medal off him. I was really surprised. That took me uh, well and truly by surprise. That that decision, I I don't see the logic behind it other than purely a dollar figure. Yep. Oh, it has to be a dollar figure. I mean, there's talk that uh, John, his father, uh, infamous John Hopwadi, will be getting a job, uh, some sort of coaching related job at Manly. Uh, he's got a younger brother there uh, at the Eels as well. Johnny's so got think... a coaching job, <laughs> so maybe the yep. maybe the Eels have finally turned the corner. They've got their players. You know, thinking about life after football, mm-hmm. and they're going to have you know sixteen professional prostate checkers. <laughs> well, maybe all coached by John Hopwood. I, I would have thought they'd get Terry Lamb in though, because I mean, given that he was the uh, the originator of the whole thing. Oh, that's a big call. <laughs> oh, he doggies was, fans unite. You can unite doggies fans, but when he was coaching the West Tigers, he was the one that was provoking it all. And, uh, and and thinking finding it to be hilarious in the video sessions, <laughs> it would have been rubbed out a lot earlier if it had been a proper coach that had a fucking shred of morals and dignity. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you opened up, GT John? I have, I have. Unleash. Bring it on, Terry Lamb. Overrated. Beaver was better. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're in fine form. You're still pissed from yesterday. Yeah, probably. Um, that's a, the the thing. The reason I mean, like, it was surprising to Manly fans. Because it's funny, you can see the chronology of the um, the articles um, on the on the news sites following the grand final. You had the grand final win. You had the wrap ups of the game. You had little stories that came from the game, like you know the Stewarts and stuff. And then you had a story about Hopewadi talking about coming back and can't wait to come back from his Mormon mission and play again with his manly brothers and blah blah blah. I'm paraphrasing, but you know he used the term something about his brothers and. The thing is, he said that after the well, grand final. Well, maybe the two-year deal he signed is actually like for next season and the year after. He's not actually going to be playing footy. They're actually going to pay him to be a Mormon, to be a Mormon, and knock on doors. Which maybe would probably make him more uh, more efficient first grader than half their fucking signings this year. Well, exactly. <laughs> Certainly better than Chris Walker and Carl Webb multiplied by the power of uh, combined. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that was surprising to fans because um, you know I don't think anyone would be grudging uh, chasing the cash and, and setting himself up. But to come out and say one thing when you'd already signed another thing, that's fucking retarded. Maybe he just forgot, mate. Yeah, I can see how that happened. He's quite old. His memory's probably shot. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 ridiculous. And that's something that Manly fans won't forgive him for. Now, there's still no real confirmation that this has happened. However, I can reveal, we have, we have a source that says it's definitely a done deal. Well, And that's from the Manly side. I think it's karma. 
For as what? far as I'm concerned. For what? Well, I think when the shoe was on the other foot and that someone walked out on the Parramatta Club and went and did a Mormon mission in England and then went and played for Manly, <laughs> you weren't crying then, were you? I'm not crying now, but you Hopper. You weren't crying then. Let's go further into the Hopper situation then. I don't want to say too much, Jamie Lyon. Yeah, well, Jamie Lyon, he wasn't happy there. They weren't his brothers. <laughs> they were cunts. <laughs> Especially Brian Smith. Um, so that's yeah, that's a totally different situation. Oh, okay. But I'm not I'm not too too bothered because um, same thing happened with Hopperwadi's. Um, was his uncle was it Albert? And uh, he was a gun player as well. Went off and did his Mormon mission. Hasn't played first grade since. So what Parramatta have done have made a million dollar bet that in two years he's going to come back from not playing any league a better player than he left because they want well, to pay him twice as much as he's got. I've got to so, tell you, that's yeah. kind of exactly what you said after State of Origin about a, like who, who cares? Like when he announced that he was going on his Mormon mission, you said yeah. who cares? He'll be age whatever he's going to be. Yeah, he'll come back and but no, the, but see, you don't know though. I mean, it's the thing. I mean, like you'd assume, you, you know, you'd hope so, and you'd assume you seem so. Pretty confident when he was looking like he was going to come back and wear a manly jersey. Now he's going to pull on a power jersey. You're not so sure. No, I'm just, I'm, what I said was, <laughs> I said that they're basically doing a multi-million dollar bet on that happening. I'm not saying it's happening or it's not happening. Look, but I'm saying based on their signings, Parramatta's fiscal in this preseason. Yeah, exactly. In two years' time, most of those players will be dead. <laughs> well, Parramatta, so he's got to turn out better than the most of their just, recruits. You just wonder. I mean, this season. it's it's very easy to see why Parramatta fans get frustrated when that kind of fiscal retardation that the, the, their board displays in throwing so much money at an, an unproven that they just don't know what's going to happen. And then on top of that, they're giving Sandow, what, 550 a season, is it? Mate, look, Jared Haynes on their that highest, or Their highest paid player hasn't mm. played since 2009, at least yep. that I've seen. Who's that? Jared Hain. <laughs> <laughs> their second most highest paid player yep. has played six good games in four seasons, Chris yep. Sandow. Mm-hmm. I mean... Why would you? Why not sign a bloke who can't play for two years? It's in line with Parramatta, but um, that's fine, Parramatta. Um, I've, and it's funny the Manly fans, generally speaking, aren't. They're annoyed at the fact he said the one thing when the other deal was done, like you know that kind of duplicity. However, they're all like, okay, great, that's good money, go and take it. And then there's the other side of the coin where they're like, who? How did Manu Vatavai score that try in the grand final? Because fucking Hopper was all at sea. We had a def- we had a, the man overlap advantage in defence. And he still found a way to let Vatafai in. turned on him awful quick. <laughs> no, said, no, no. I'm just relaying what I've read. We said a few uh, <laughs> a few months ago on this show that if you pay peanuts, you get Robsons. But if you open up the purse strings, you get Mormons. <laughs> yeah, you get Sandows as well. <laughs> <laughs> and Hain Plains. That's true. It's very interesting. And I'm, I'm very interested to see how, what kind of player he comes back. And I mean, you know, this... I've been told that this deal is a done deal. So whether, but there still hasn't been like no word from him or, you know, his manager or official confirmation or anything like that. But everything I'm hearing says it's a done deal. So um, take it as read. See you, Hopper. I don't understand if he's he's doing the Mormon mission in Brisbane. Yep. I mean, why why can't he just catch the hay plane to and from? Doesn't fly in the wet. Doesn't fly in the wet. Yeah. Or the dry. Or the dry. Doesn't play in the wet or the dry. <laughs> no, no. Can't fly. Let's face it, the hang plane does fuck all between the months of March and October. <laughs> it's like a Tiger Airways plane. <laughs>
recaps. Grand final day. I don't want to go too much into the early games because, quite frankly, we were drinking more than we were watching. Fair to say. You know what we were doing? We were fostering relationships That's with true our too. customers. That's true. We were. Mostly during the um, the uh, Toyota Cup game, though, I have to say. Well, our method of transport didn't allow us to get to the game in time for the New South Wales Cup. So we may as well start the grand final, and rather than talking about the New New South Wales Cup game first, we may as well just like let's speak about where do you want to start for the day. Oh, let's, where, where let's start at the off? beginning, mate. All right, off you go. Well, I got up. Yeah, I went into the shower and I had a couple of spare minutes with myself. How many minutes were in your shower? <laughs> Excluding no. the fifty-three seconds it took to wash yourself. <laughs> None of that happened. Look, I had to get up early. wasn't real happy about it, but got there. My lovely wife and my little man gave me a lift to the airport. Met you, got on the plane, got to Sydney. Picked up by the effervescent Aaron Markey. <laughs> effervescent? Where's that come from? Um, not saying he's not. I'm just saying that's gave us a grand tour of Manly. Did it's good for you. Good for you. Kevin. have been there for a very long time, and even that's some right. of those places you never would have been. Yep. Which is where delinquents come from, apparently. Apparently, yeah. And by Aaron's own mouth, that is actually where <laughs> what that place does. <laughs> Turns out delinquents at Stuart House. But the, the Stuart's, but, the, the but the Stuarts come from Wollongong. Sorry, but the Stuarts come from Wollongong. So, just a coincidence. Uh, look, we made our way obviously to the leagues club, and it was good times. <laughs> Do you want to run through our quest for food? Oh no, no! But it seemed like that um because of the grand final, uh, all of Manly was in public holiday mode, and there was nothing. Fucking ghost town. No, it was literally a ghost town. There was nothing open except for the probably the Brookvale Hotel and the leagues club Tumbleweed. itself. Tumbleweed. Crickets and the jiu-jitsu place. That's all we could That's find, it. mainly. Yeah, nothing to eat except for except for Maccas, and we didn't want Maccas. Sorry, Maccas, if you want to sponsor us, you know we'll go and eat Maccas. But otherwise, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, we just thought we shouldn't have to look too hard for something, some more substantial fare. Yep. And it would seem that that was incorrect. Then the uh, piece de resistance of the day was the transport. The London bus. The London bus. Sensational red two-story. Um, I may have tweeted a picture of it. Oh, I think I might have done it from a personal account, but we'll stick it up on the article for this um, this episode. Double-decker London bus, piloted by an authentic Brit. Yes, with and a shit accent. With a shit accent. accent. I told him my accent was better. Yeah, and it was. And it was. And so we set off in this bus, and uh, it was an old bus, and uh, when there were a lot of hills... We even had an accent off, if I'm not mistaken. That was when we got to ANZ, yeah. You yeah. you were sort of slagging him off in his mother mother tongue. Yeah. And he was trying to come come back at you. Yeah. Poor Poor, poor accent. But mm. uh, um this bus it allowed alcohol and so we consumed a lot of alcohol on the way and um I, I didn't count. And caramel koalas. Caramel koalas. Now he was the the driver was uh, trying to cycle the music through with um you know, like the party anthem, L M F A O. That 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 came up a few times. Plus he tried some other stuff. But it always came back to saying, just put Eagle Rock on again. Yes. So I think Eagle Rock must have been on about 35 times in the in the journey. Um, we hit ANZ. In a journey that should have taken approximately seven Eagle Rock loops. Probably took about 100. Yeah. Because it was a slow bus and there were a lot of... It seemed like it was all the way uphill, mm. pretty it much. It was a real flash uphill. No, no. But it was fun. Um, <clears throat> turned up at stadium. 
during the course of the Toyota Cup match. It was, when we turned up, I think. Yes, you're right. And proceeded to meet up with a bunch of listeners from the show. We did. It was good times. It was very good times. I mean, by that stage, geez, that was, that's what was about that 10 beers down by that point. Well, we had a couple. <laughs> I think we had three at the league's club. Yeah. Three on the bus. Three on the bus. And then... Straight up four at the at the ground. Yeah. It's magnificent. <laughs> good effort. It was a good effort. Um, We saw Keefe Galloway. <laughs> well, a man that resembled Keefe Galloway. Well, was that him or not? Didn't really he like... Exa- he looked exactly like him, though. He did. He he resented being recognised as Keith Galloway because we were about twenty metres away, and I've turned to you and gone, "Is that?" And like he must because of drunk, he probably overheard me. Like, well, that's because you were as loud as yeah. A, and then I was like, megaphone. "Is that?" I go, "Keefy," <laughs> and yeah, well then I just yelled straight at him, yeah. "It's Keefy," and then he's like, "Yeah, good one, cockhead," yeah, or something like that. Lucky I smoothed it over. Yeah, yeah, by calling him Keefy and giving him a hug and telling him yeah. how much you like his play. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, we, um, we did have a, a good meet up with many, many listeners. There's probably twenty people. I'd say so, and we had people coming and going, and people, people, and people we'd met for the first time. People who who are on Twitter don't tweet with listen to the show, but don't sort of you know tweet back and forth. So they're total just creeping, you know, yeah, just total creeping, exactly stalking. Um, <clears throat> but you have to tweet us so we can actually uh, remember who you were, because you know once again, ten beers down at that point, or bourbons in, in Glenn's case. Um, in any case, the early results, two exciting games, two exciting finishes. Um, as the, the the Kiwis were in all three grades, as you as you all know, in the first game, New South Wales Cup, the Doggies won their third straight premiership in the New South Wales Cup, and they won it in the last play over the Auckland Vulcans, thirty to twenty eight. It was a pretty even game. It was twelve ten at half time to the Vulcans. The game was broken open though in the second half with a try to none other than the, the Ottoman. Ottoman. A sensational piece. It didn't of... didn't a little section, a little two man section, of the leagues club go up? And there were a couple of the manly guys there at the leagues club who listened to the show as well. But then Twitter exploded. The timeline was just like, yeah, the Ottoman. And then <laughs> the funny bit was when um when everyone's just talking, about, oh yeah, go the Ottoman. And it was just like you know the tweets just flying past about the Ottoman scoring. And then um. And then Fryzy goes, "What's the who's the Ottoman? Who's the Ottoman? This makes it." He even tried to like qualify and say, "Look, I know this is probably a dumb question, but who's the Ottoman? <laughs> who's the Ottoman?" And you're well, right; it was a fucking dumb question. It was a dumb question. Uh, the Vulcans looked like they had looked like they had the game, um, and they were leading uh, with uh, less than five minutes remaining. Well, in fact, until the very last play of the game, they were leading twenty-eight to twenty-six, and. Right in, in literally the, the the doggies ran it on their last play of the match. Josh Reynolds, um, link with Wright, who scored the try. Uh, Brad Moran had a kick had a kick a goal. It was his last New South Wales Cup game, his last game, I guess, um, and he missed. So bad luck there, Brad. So what's Brad uh, Moran doing now? I don't know, biting people, I guess. <laughs> what's, isn't that what Brad Morans do? <laughs> Apparently they do. So just repeating that. Result, Canterbury, Bankstown, Bulldogs 30, defeat the Auckland Vulcans 28. Now, an equally tight uh, finishing game in the Toyota Cup, where it was the Warriors 31, defeating the North Queensland Cowboys 30. Now, this is the game. You know, the Warriors and the Cowboys are both impressive through the season. Uh, they were both impressive even coming through their finals, their final games uh, to get into the grand final. However, the Warriors were far more impressive, winning like 64-0. Mm. But... 
it was a, a pretty uh, pretty even game, and then the Warriors pulled out to a, what you would think would be a match-winning lead. I think it was about 30 to 16 at one point, and I actually thought that they'd start running away and maybe win it you know, by 30 points, as they seem to do in most of their games this season. But the Cowboys came back at them, and um, even though they were in front by 14 with 10 minutes to go, the Cowboys had a comeback, and they tied the match at 30, and they had a kick for goal to win it in regulation time. And I think that the Cowboys kicker, whose name escapes me... Um, was one of the, one of the highest point scorers, or second highest point scorer, one of the best goal kickers in in the comp, and he's missed it. Couldn't get the job done. Couldn't get the job done, and it ended up being uh, Jordan Meads getting a field goal in the third minute of extra time, and uh, the Warriors they won it again back to back for the Toyota Cup, thirty one to thirty. Solid, solid performances in both the lower grade games. No, no surprise that the Bulldogs maintain their dominance in reserve grade, given that their entire first grade squad is full of reserve graders as well. Exactly. A lot of first grade experience in their second grade side, though. Yeah, they could have. Maybe they could have used that in the first grade. Well, maybe. I want to second guess the coaching decisions of Kevin Moore. I mean, <laughs> he's the one that needs to be second guessed because Dimmick clearly saw the light and brought the Ottoman into first grade. So exactly right. But because of his his time spent in reserve grade, are they still searching for a coach. That's sorry. Good. Are they still searching for a coach, Bulldogs? Apparently. Well, now I mean, yeah. I mean, the whole the whole Desi thing. I mean, they went off a bit early there. Uh, talking about him um, coming over in 2012. I don't know who the reserve grade coach is, but, um, you know, three comps in a Doing row. Doing a good job. Sorry? Doing a good job. But, I mean, you know, he does have the benefit of having a first grade side. Not a good first grade side, but first grade is <laughs> nonetheless. Good enough for second grade. <laughs> exactly. Um, and the Warriors showed that, you know, there's good things happening over there, and I, I just hope that it, you know, at least the vast majority of it can't be attributed to Ivan Cleary's influence on the club because, you know, we all know what's happening with him. So Ivan Cleary, can't, he can't be the guy responsible for all the junior stuff happening over there. He might have a hand in it, but, you know, it's far too, far far out, out of the scope of the head coach of the first grade side to completely be the guy, that the, the integral cog in all of that. Well, Sheens, he's heavily involved in all all grades. New South Wales Cup, juniors, 20s. Takes a like literally takes a very very like. And the best the thing, come, and the best thing, a heavy up, influence, so to speak. And the best thing come up with is quasi Grotto. Yeah, Australian schoolboys representative. Yeah. Yeah, he's sensational. Yeah, probably one of the most promising front row prospects the game's seen in the last seventy eight <laughs> years. Oh, <laughs> uh, so what about Adam Blair? Oh, clearly the best front row in the game. Um, looking to take his game to a new level and need to be around a better quality player than, than he has for the last several years. Oh, his, why are we uh, talking about West Tigers on a day where they weren't represented in any of their grades? They were because represented Tim, by a couple of people that decided to wear their West Tigers gear to the game. Because uh, Tim Sheen's heavy hand is basically, he's, he's given that whole ninth place finish disease to all of their grades. <laughs> oh, I love it. Congratulations it's, to the Doggies. Good effort. Three comps in a row. We were cheering their the fans doggies. got a bit of a... Got a bit of a buzz out of it. Or maybe that was just the alcohol they had on the day. Well, I mean, yeah, their fans, are, as far as they're concerned, that's the only game that happened and it was over by two o'clock. Well, it was probably the most exciting. The Ottoman was involved. The Ottoman was involved. Way better than first grade, as far as I'm concerned. Let me tell you, first grade was magnificent and you were on the edge of your seat too. Tell you, what a little closeted Manly fan you've become. No, that's it was not, incredible. Not at all. Let me, uh, you know, do you want to run through the game, or are we going to get into this now? Are we? I knew this <laughs> what are we was gonna, coming. Which which part are we going to get into? Oh, the, whatever you start first, because I've got 
All right, well, let's rebuttals okay. and some right hooks for everything. Oh, I wasn't, I wasn't going to to go into that so much. You've well, already it, gone into it. Let's just go through. The, okay, well, well, we will finish it later. Then, well, let's go. We'll go through the game then. The Telstra Premiership Grand Final, the mighty Manly Seagulls twenty-four brings a smile on my face just thinking about it. Defeated the New Zealand Warriors ten. The Manly Warringah Seagulls crowned the premiers of two thousand eleven in front of eighty-one thousand nine hundred eighty-eight this week in league listeners. <laughs> <laughs> they dominated the match for the vast majority of play and held out a Hail Mary comeback from the Warriors in the final quarter. The first the first points were, uh, the first half was slow on the point scoring front and uh, the Warriors they opened up their account first with a Ryan Tandy special in the 28th minute. <clears throat> Your voice is getting Excuse really me, annoying. From a penalty awarded following a George Rose elbow drop. Manly scored the first try of the match shortly after with a try to Brett Stewart from a great try. Sorry, first try to Brett Stewart from a great pass from Daly Cherry Evans. Six points to nil. Six points Still to two. Had some work to do, Stewart. Eh? I didn't really realise it was it early. It was, an early, it was kind of an early, early pass. He, yeah, yeah, and he wasn't he wasn't over the line when he got it. Between two defenders and beat the fullback. And yep, yep, yep. Uh, the Warriors they started the tie. Manly kept lifting it right before half time after having a fair try to four and disallowed. Manly received a dropout and took full advantage. Cherry Evans. Well, the one dummy. where he knocked it on. Yeah, no. Fair try. <coughs> Separation from one hand. Have you watched it yet? Sorry. Have you watched it? yet? I watched that replay a number of times. It was a no, because I thought it was a, a knock on every time I watched. I thought it. it was a knock on at the game. And you were then, right. No, but then you watch it. Have you watched it since? You yes. haven't, have you? Yes. Separation from one hand, and they didn't even look at the other hand that had the ball the whole time. Ridiculous. Fair try. Dead set. <laughs> Absolutely fair try. I thought. I mean, I'm, I'm like I said. I thought it was no try at the game because I was concentrating right. on the other hand too. You should have trusted your initial instinct. Uh, Ten beers under your belt. <coughs> Sorry. You should have trusted your initial instinct with 10 beers under your belt. Exactly. I was wrong. Too many beers under my belt. Um, but uh, Cherry Evans, he uh, dummied over and scored beside the post, leading Manly to a 12 points to two half-time lead. They kept on going in the early stages of the second half, but it took them until the 57th minute to increase their lead through a try to Glenn Stewart after a brilliant flick pass inside from Hopper Jr., 18 points to two. With the game virtually gone, the Warriors started playing some desperation football and it paid quick dividends with the try to the beast Manu Vatavai. Maloney botched the conversion. The margin remained 12 points. With 12 minutes remaining in the match, the Warriors win again with Elijah Taylor scoring after a missed tackle from Steve Matai. Once again, Maloney missed the conversion and the eight-point margin that was left was crucial. The Warriors, they continued to throw the kitchen sink at Manly, but the defence held and when they finally made a mistake in their own half from their risky play, Manly capitalised with a try to Jamie Lyon in the final minute. After a perfect day with the boot, he passed the baton to Michael Robertson in his final NRL match. He made no mistake with the conversion. Final score, 24-10. Glenn Stewart, Clive Churchill medalist. Which was a little bit surprising at the time, given that we We're drunk. had pulled our money on uh, Brent Kite to take it out again because he seemed to be the most noticeable forward with his charges. Yeah, he was He was very good. But, I mean, the, the other thing, like Cherry Evans was awesome too. Yeah. For him but then good. I guess you look at the fact that Glenn Stewart threw the last pass for Lions try. Mm-hmm. He um, kicked the grubber when yep. Robinson made that long break. Yep. Um, you know, it was a bit of a menace running wide on the fringes as he does and, and just probably showed what... He d- know, and he did play one of the best... He, it was one of his best games, if not his best game of the season. Yeah. If that's if that's the time you're going to pull it out, there's no better time, is it? Exactly. I think the Warriors were far from ashamed in their, you know, in their performance and they should be very proud of themselves. I think they sort of come out of the blocks and some of the early exchanges in defence were quite strong and... and and pretty heavy, and both teams sort of took a little bit of time to find their real groove. But I just think Manly settled into the into the contest and the occasion, as you'd expect with the more experienced experience, campaigners yeah. in their side. And 
the Warriors, it took until the, the second half when they really got to a point where they played that style of play that actually got them there in the first place. Exactly. And and when they did play that, they looked very dangerous and looked like they, they were going to make a game of it. And I just I think Maloney's goal kicking probably stopped them getting even more of a roll on. I think if if he had to kick both goals, it puts him like with very nine, much yeah. yeah striking distance, and and they get their tails up, and it could have been a different story. Yep. So, but to Manly's credit, they come down. Um, you know, they kicked well, they made their tackles, got the, got the field position they did, and and put a try on to close to ice the game in the last minute, and and that was that. that pretty was that. um pretty convincing performance all around. Just great day I thought I've never been to the grand final before as I mentioned last week and it was just a great day to see all the people and obviously the added bonus of of meeting a lot of listeners and stuff really added to the occasion but as far as the game itself you know the entertainment and all that adds to to the enjoyment factor and just looking around and seeing 80 you know almost 82,000 people just having a blast Mm. and the noise and the the atmosphere that that creates was was great. I hadn't experienced before. I'm glad that I did. And yep. I think if you get an opportunity, if you're sort of, you know, one of those people that sort of, you know, organises the barbecue or watches it at home every year, that's great. But it's something you should probably do in your lifetime. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I think so. Uh, look, Manly had a lot of good performers. There, it was, um, you know, both Stewart brothers were... It's easy to say who didn't perform, and I, I honestly, I think there were only two non-performers in the side, and that was um, Tony Williams was back to his disinterested, lazy self. There was a period in the game, and, and both yourself and Aaron pointed it out as, as the game was being played out, where the Warriors were on a bit of a roll, Yep. and Manly needed to do some hard yards to get the ball out of their Rucking own Rucking it out from their own, yeah. And he was literally... On his own, out on the left. Like playing fullback almost, or like a drop-back position, yeah. In attack. and <laughs> Yeah, in attack. And he's the biggest, one of the biggest blokes on the field. The forwards are knackered. Yep. They're in dire need of someone to actually put their body left for, on the line. Left for like Robertson and Matai to actually do the work. And Hopper to come in. And as much as I've, I've given him a hard time on the show, that's probably the greatest example as to why people have had you know, differing yep. opinions of him in the past. Yep. He's played really well in the last five or six weeks leading into the grand final. But there was that big patch there when they just needed someone yep. that, you know, <clears throat> is six foot 30 and 200 kilos to actually do, you know, to cut the ball up yeah. and, and bend the line back and make Especially the way he'd been doing it in the recent weeks too. I mean, that's exactly what they needed. He just wasn't there. And the other person, I mean, and it wasn't like he was a non-performer. He just didn't have any time with Bura. Yeah. I mean, he, he was literally, he was on for the amount of time it took them to, to stitch Matai or, you know, patch Matai's head up and get him back on again. So it was unfortunate. I mean, he got some time on the field, but he w- it would have been 10 minutes if that. I guess that's that's what Des sees as part of his development. Yep. Give him a bit of a taste here and there. And he he's going to be, as he gets older and more experienced, he's going to be more and more of an integral cog in, in the manly machine. Yep, yep. And, and with Rodney going as well, I mean, you know, he'll get more time. Yep. No doubt about it. So... I, I don't really have a, a major issue with the fact that he didn't get a lot of game time. Uh, but other than that, it was it was a very solid performance. They, um, you know, they took what Newcastle had to offer and and withstood it. Uh, I think Newcastle... What, New, what Newcastle had to do with it? New Zealand. That's right. Fuck, it's been yeah, a long night. Yeah, 10 bourbons. It's all right, mate. It's all good. <laughs> 
New Zealand. Uh, they took what New Zealand had to they offer. They took what New Zealand had to offer and, and withstood it. And, you know, when when it come down, they got down there into the field and scored a try and they were the premiers and 15 yep. other clubs weren't. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, it was good times for everybody. I don't think um, Sean Johnson was overawed by the occasion as we thought he might have been. No, but he, did, but he he didn't he he didn't become himself though until you know until late it was pretty much gone yeah yeah um and Matteo did you know stuck his hand up in that same period it's just a shame that it was it was limited to that sort of fifteen twenty minute period of the game where they you know they played the type of football that yep. <clears throat> that got them there in the first place well Matteo he sort of, he started making the ground earlier I mean he's he, probably ten minutes before they started their run mm. he started getting the the what. It was almost like Manly were letting him get his head and shoulders through the line yeah. as long as the guy that was tackling him had the ball wrapped up. Because it seemed like he couldn't get the offload away because they, although he sort of, you know, looked like he bust through, the guy was always wrapped around the ball, the ball carrying arm, and he just couldn't do anything with it. Yeah, but I was starting to think that they were coming to get him. And there was there was definitely the offloads, and I know you were worried. So it just made it, it just made it sweeter. Like if it had been 18 2 and it just ended at that scoreline, yeah. yeah. great to win. But it was a game that they would have virtually led from start to finish, and sure. you know there was no real element of danger um, in the game. So it was good that there was a little bit of element of danger, and then so when they score that try at the end to, to ice it, it's, it just made it a lot more, I don't know, a lot more meaningful. I think. Yeah, exactly. A lot more exciting. But no, great day. Run us through, uh, run us through your emotions, mate. When when's that? Oh, for the day. Oh, the day was, was great. You I was kept it on the level <clears> fairly well. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't really stressed going into the game. I, I expected to win. I expected to win thirteen plus. Um, I, I knew that if we played to our potential, we would. Um, and I don't. I don't think we played as well as well as I would have would have thought. Um, probably, you know, not. You know, didn't score as many points as I, as I would have wanted. But the defense was the same defense they've had all season, and the attack showed. Um, Showed elements of of everything they've done all season as well. I mean, you know, it had it had bits of brilliance from uh, Brett Stewart, bits of brilliance from Glenn Stewart, Hopper, Jamie Lyon, Cherry Evans, certainly foreign. I mean, it was all the you know the guys that performed all season. They performed on the big stage and uh, did the job and got the got the win. It was all good. Um, Emotions. I was, I was just actually got a little bit emotional at the start, just like with the national anthem and everything. With that, I was just thinking, yeah, it'd be good to bring Killer down here one day. Yeah, to go through one of these, that would be pretty sweet. And um, yeah, and at the end <laughs> when we won, I got a bit emotional, which as is you good. expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was good because it was just kind of strange. Like the like two thousand eight was great because we fucking pumped the storm, and you know, I hate storm. And you know, we'd lost to them the year before, so there was kind of that aspect to it. But this one was, I don't know, I, I, I think I probably this one felt, I don't know, I don't know it's hard to describe, but. <clears throat> This one was pretty sweet too because after all the bullshit 2009 and, you know, just shit that went on then and has, you know, to an extent been continuing on ever since, it was good to just emphatically shut the door on that shit and, um, and win what is, it, what is an incredibly unpopular victory. Yeah, I guess it is. And I, th- I think most of, Manly vic- most of Manly's victories are, but I think a lot of people lose sight of the fact that just because... Just because it's manly, I think there is a reluctance for a lot of people to give credit. And that's disappointing because whether you like the players as individuals and whether you like the club and, and um, their stance on things, you've got to respect the fact that, fuck me, they're a good football side. Yeah. And and they're well coached yep. by a guy that, 
just, you know, this is potentially, like, I think the NRL dodged a bullet as far as, you know, they won in 2008 40-0, yep. for fuck's sake. Yeah. And then, all you know, like you say, the bullshit in 2009 um, really stunted their, their progression there. Yep. And then last year, with, you know, everything else, the, the carryover effect and, you know, a lot of injuries and stuff played their part as, as it has with several sides this year. Um, and here they are, they've won it again. That's freaking impressive. Yeah. You know, Crusher went, actually even said after the game that um, if, if he, he said it wasn't the 2009 stuff, we would have won four straight. And I mean, you know, you can't... That's you can't, very presumptuous, you, but... You can't, you can't know that. But I mean, even given the 2009 shit, they still finished fifth. Yeah. And so, and they're only knocked out as, you know, obviously, with great, mate, basically because of Parramatta's run and upset the Dragons, mm. who who were thought to be, un, you know, specials. Yeah. I, I I don't know. It's very presumptuous to say they would have yeah. won four straight. But, you know, whether they won four comps or not, like there's, like you say, they finished fifth. They still made the eight yep. even last year. Yep. Uh, there's, you know, I don't want to say too much, but there's sides that win premierships and don't make the finals for five years. <laughs> <laughs> no so, names for those guys, though. Very, uh, very impressive uh, coaching performance from from Desi. Um, the development of some of the players is also great. And, you know, as is revealed by um, Scott Penn, yep. that they haven't been spending to their salary cap either for the last couple of seasons. So. In, in the, in the uh, Toyota Cup yeah. and stuff, yeah. So to develop some of these young kids that are coming through, um, you know, when... And I think he said that next season... They will be for yeah. like, for the first time in you know a couple of years. And that's right. And if you're not spending to your cap, then you know you're taking the gamble that you're you're div- you're going to discover these guys before anyone else does and yep. culture them and um and, and get them ingrained with with you know what Manly has planned for them and and that takes a lot of foresight and and I guess that's Crush's influence as well. He's long been regarded as one yep. of the best recruiters in the game. Yep. Um and you know that speaks for itself and. Look, congratulations to Manly and, and all their fans. They should be very proud of their team. And I just, you know, I just hope that this this victory and, and everything that it stood for, I just hope that not only NRL, not only opposition teams fans, but I think, I hope Manly fans as well can actually put a bit of closure on it. I know Brett Stewart personally is, is well entitled to hold a grudge and all the rest of it, you know, no one's going to say that they know what it's like to be in his shoes and be accused um, of something that he's later proven, in, yep. you know, innocent of. So as far as I'm concerned, he and his brother, if they if they feel the need to hold grudges, that's up to them. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to judge them on that until I've walked a mile in their shoes, so to speak. Yep, yep. Um, as far as fan bases go, I think you just need to... You know, opposition fans need to look at the fact that this is a fucking good side. And if you look at any of those players in that team that people spend so much time bitching about and how much they hate them and all the rest of it, think about if your club was looking to sign them, if they were on the market. Oh. How many would you say, no way I wouldn't want to play at my club? Honestly. Yeah. Really. Like, yeah, the shit, the shit coming from opposition yeah. fans. I mean, like all the shit that everyone's been saying about, Adam, you know, that I've been saying about Adam Blair. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, he runs out next season. Yeah, I'm fucking glad we got him. Yeah, and, but, <laughs> yeah. and that's that's totally different though, because I mean, you 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 weren't ever saying that Adam Blair was a grubber, and then you were just saying no. that you couldn't see why they had to offload their entire side to afford him to get him. Yeah, yeah, 
Which is slightly different. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it's fair enough to say that. Yeah. But let's be honest, you know, the guys um, being a part of such a successful club and such a successful um, culture and well coached yep. uh, by Bellamy for, for so many years. Like, yep. you see other guys that have been coached by Bennett and stuff become these, these professional sort of players that go from club to club and lend that yep. experience. Yep. Then there's no, you know, he's young enough to go there. That's what I'm saying. He's, it's great to have someone like that at the Tigers. When yeah. it's not like we're renowned for those types of players. So, yes. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think people need to look at that. And you know, if it was Anthony Watmo, Watmo, or, or Glenn, or Brett Stewart, or Matai, or, or whatever, like if one of those guys is looking to be signed by the Tigers, yeah, you know, I'm sure I'd wind you up about it. But <laughs> at the end of the day. Premiership yeah. winners. Um, and it's just so, it's so funny. I mean, you Calvary. see, I mean, like a lot of the, a lot of the shit comes from like like Broncos sort of people and everything. And you know, I'll I'll take I'll take their Matai and and raise them a Justin Hodges any day of the week, and raise them a Sam Thiday on top of that. <clears throat> every player's got someone that the other team. Every sorry, every team's got someone that you know. Supporters of opposition teams are always going to be like, you know, like yeah, you know, Mick Ennis and you know, yeah. and I mean, you Robbie get Farrah. Two, Robbie Farrah. I mean, Benji. Benji, Lottie, Curie, <laughs> all of them, all of them, yeah. Lottie, <laughs> Robert Louis. <laughs> I mean... Okay, <laughs> I get it. And yeah, you're Gallon and the Sharks. Yeah, you got Greg Bird. I mean, like every like every team is. I don't think there's any team that you could say that doesn't have one of you know someone like that that, that people love to hate. Exactly. So. It's been weird, like, you know, seeing the lead-up to this game and even in the aftermath, is, I think there's probably more bitterness and, like, just outright hatred than yeah. I've ever seen. See, 2008 was different because Melbourne were the bad guys. Yeah. And Manly were the young guys. Everyone, like, guess what? They're pretty much the same team and any players they've lost, they've repl- replaced them with even more young dudes, yeah. like, you know... Like Four and Cherry Evans and um and Jamie Bure and stuff who are equally as likable and you personally do bring a son of it upon yourself by being a trollish bastard. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, this is not. I'm not talking about stuff that's been directed at me because I'll take that because it's funny and like and because I love to give it out as well. But it's um, no, I'm just talking about the general tone, like not stuff that's been addressed to me, just general, just at at yeah. manly. That's and you know, and at the end of the day, I mean, the poster that uh. Oh, fucking spook. Spook. That's it. The post that Spook had with, you know, guess what? Manly hates you too. Best sign I've ever seen. Best banner I've ever seen. And uh, I got a photo in front of that banner and it will it will be my Facebook slash Twitter picture for <laughs> fucking centuries. Probably for at least 12 months. Good luck with that. <laughs> and there was also... I'm not a... sure that's going to go any way towards, um, you know... <laughs> and there was a brilliant banner. Did you see the, there's a banner for um, Michael Robertson that said... Um, Hey Robo, go out with a wang. <laughs> <laughs> some tremendous, some tremendous banner work out there. Yeah, they've you know, the rest of the NRL is going to have to catch up because Desi's got these guys prime. There's they're young. Yep. Um, and at Brookvale, he um he, he's, he's straight up said, "All right, back to back." Yeah. So um, he's already thinking about it. Whether so. it's his last season at the helm or not, he's he's obviously going to go for broke because. They're, as far as the side's concerned, in 2008, we lost a few good players. Um, but 
this time round, we've lost some. They're, they're, they're good players, no doubt, but they're certainly not irreplaceable players. Yeah. Like Rodney, yeah, like Rodney, Rodney. I mean, you know, Bure will come in, and Robert. plus we've got you know guys like uh, Daniel Harrison um, to come through as well. Um, Robbo, obviously the wings, the wings are positions where we've got so much depth. You know, we've got Dean Vare, we've got uh, Michael Oldfield, Ben Farris coming back from France, so there's cover there. And so this time we just seem to have a, you know a lot more cover. And just they're just a testament to Desi's um. I guess his vision and his faith in his faith in his vision, I guess, and and Noel Cleal's you know directions because he saw the article came out through the week leading up to the grand final that he um he was happy to happy to let Hodkinson go when he did because I mean Cherry Evans was almost his first choice yeah. at the start of that season and he thought I'll just give him a competition uh, give him a year up in the Queensland Cup just to bring him along a bit further and shit. Talk about paying dividends. I mean, there's times, you know, like I always say on Twitter, you know, in Des we trust, but sometimes he does some decisions that are absolutely fucking mystifying. But, you know, now, can't yeah. argue with it. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's, it's You sort of have faith in the fact that it's done for the greater good of and the development of yep. the team. And, you know, everyone wants to talk about the, the 1, 6, 7, and 9. You know, you've got one of the best fullbacks in the game. Yep. Um, one of the youngest, yet a premiership-winning young halves combination mm-hmm. and then Matt Ballon now both rep too so yeah and and Matt Ballon who's also played origin and uh, I don't remember ever having a bad game and no, he's and crucial he's, to the side he's so else, he's so unsung too because he's not like he's not like Cameron Smith kind of hooker where he takes a lot of runs himself no. but, but but in defense and everything he does so much work yeah and it's kind of that unsung work so um I don't think he gets anywhere near the credit he deserves yeah so Apart you from know, the being sexy part, I mean, he gets, better, <laughs> well, he gets, he's he gets a fair bit of credit man. for that. Yeah. You know, I won't deny that for a second. <laughs> um, look, as I said, the rest of the NRL's got their work cut out for him to um, to bring Manly back to the pack, and hopefully, they they're all got their um, thinking caps on as to how that's going to happen, and, <laughs> and you know, however the style of play evolves next season, um, may have something to do with that. But they're a good side, and and you know, I certainly hope that you know the Tigers bring a few extra tricks to the table next year, and and um, you know, no, so what you want about you know how people hate Manly, but you know, I don't like seeing you happy. I don't give a fuck about Manly, but <laughs> you loved it, and in fact, you were you were rocking Manly chants through the game. I was, was there a, to support you. And, I said and, all along. And there was a part. There was a part there where the Manly chant was going, and then I was like, I, I dropped out, and then um, an Aaron on the other side of you dropped out, and you kept it going. You. <laughs> well, I just figured that fucking if you get if it's worth chanting, it's worth doing properly, and everyone just died out like a bunch of cats. And I thought, well, <laughs> sure, I'm a Tigers fan, but I'll show you motherfuckers how to chant. No, the action was all the way down there, the other end of the field. They couldn't hear us. Bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and how about the guy that was fighting the security like a couple of bays to our left? Well, he had some fight in him. He took about 10 security guys, couldn't subdue him. So then the cops started running in. Yeah. And then the taser chant started up from our section. Pretty sure it was Tony Strange. <laughs> it could have been. It could have been. And uh, we actually, we got to meet him. We got to meet at Backward Sit, one of the most long-lived trolls that we've had um, <laughs> on uh, Twitter and Facebook uh, especially Twitter of late, though. Um, Very unattractive man. Trolling us all season, talking about how the Warriors were going to get to the grand final. Actually, they were going to win the grand final. And, you know, <laughs> a clock's right twice a day, but Tony Strange isn't. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not right at all. Um, <laughs> but gee, he, he was can't... right when he said they were going to beat the Tigers, though. He was, but this is, he's, he's, the, he's the guy, though, that'll just say 
if he gets it wrong, he doesn't care. He'll no. just be like, oh, shit. But he'll just say, you know, there's always that chance. And he looked like a genius up until the grand final because <laughs> everything he said actually happened. And now he no longer looks like a genius. He's back to looking like Tony Strange. Exactly. <laughs> so, But oh, I must admit, the interaction with the, the Kiwi fans wasn't, wasn't that high. There wasn't a lot no. of... Admittedly, we were in Manly Central. I mean, we were embedded right with you know in the choice of the seats with the you know the guys with the banners and everything. So it was awesome. True. And where were we when the the young young Warriors fan? Where were we? When he went, oh shit, Manly, bro. I don't oh. think you said bro. <clears throat> where were what we? Was we that? were doing something. That was probably the only interaction outside of. Tony Strange that we had with a, a Warriors fan. Oh, there's that Warriors fan that was actually in the Manly Leagues Club that you went and talked to. Yeah, I shook his hand. Yeah. That was ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> I like I like that guy's style. Literally the only person yep. wearing Warriors gear in the Manly, Manly Leagues, Club. Leagues Club. Yep. In the lion's den. In the function for like the most hardcore. in the hardcore. shadows of all the paintings of people like Cliff Lyons and Desi Hasler and Jeff Toovey and Anthony Watmo. I oh, know. Watmo had a fucking mug shot. He was a photo. He wasn't a mug shot. He was an action shot. But um, yeah, he obviously hasn't had a painting done Do yet. A painting? That makes no sense. It doesn't fit with the style at all, does it? Um, oh, just, there's so much to cover for from that day. And um, I guess what we move on to. The, oh, we won't do the Mad Monday thing yet. We'll do that after. Got a ton of stuff from Twitter. And it's funny. A lot of the people we met were actually they managed to get phone reception where we couldn't. Uh, Riz six six six. You can't take the Parramatta out of the player in the big game. Some big rocks out there, no diamonds. Yeah, well, you know, there was a couple, wasn't there? He had his mistaken a, goal, he, which almost gave up a try when Foran knocked it on. He is um, Asterisk. he's a he's a, a, a repeated theme in the tweets. Ricky T eighty seven, Captain Snooze. I hope you never wake up, you weak prick. <laughs> Solzy, who's a Canberra fan, but he did jump on Manly very early when it looked like Canberra weren't going to do anything. And he said, oh, the longest 2011 Manly bandwagon at represent well done, deserves premiers. HSV Raiders. Very cranky person. There's an old saying in league, you got to lose one. No, make that two to win one. Dragons underscore Red V. Congratulations to Manly and their fans. Worthy successes as NRL premiers. A well-deserved win. Hash, when does the cricket start? Oh, who cares? Cricket. Jesus. Bend, bend me over Hopper. 2001 NRL Premiers, baby. None of that fucking chili bin shit. 2011. <laughs> yeah. You said 2001. I said 2001. He said 2011 in the tweet. So I must have read it wrong. Uh, backwards hit. Once again, he was talking. He did. I saw a tweet that he said how poor the Vodafone reception was in Sydney. But he got a tweet through. So, at, you know, at, the, at 6.30. So pretty much right at the end of the game. Yeah. Uh, game report. Fick. <laughs> Hash, that is all. Cruzio 6. Also, when he was at the game, I feel empty after that I'm game. Surprised he wasn't at the fucking buffet. Well, listen to the tweet. I feel empty after that game. Okay, dinner time. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, apt. Troy underscore 79. <sighs> Cranky. Manly, dirty cheats as usual. NZ need to learn how to play the ball sideways, elbow people in the head, and take opposition players out. What might did have a couple of sketchy play the balls? And George Rose's elbow was fairly ordinary. He was penalised and subsequently suspended for it, though. So it wasn't like they—it wasn't like it went unnoticed. Tad Pike, who we met on Mad Monday, who what was a legend, a top bloke, top bloke. bloke, probably probably the best South supporter I've ever met. Is that, is that fair to say? Well, wouldn't be he's hard. up there. Well, yeah, 
He's got to be it's, it's hardly a glowing endorsement of, of the guy's character. <laughs> the best South, guy, South fan we've ever met. It's like saying, he's the friendliest serial killer I've ever known. <laughs> American? Yeah, I didn't know he was American. It was a shock, yep. Shock. He doesn't type his tweets in an accent, I can tell you that. He could not detect his, his American accent from his tweets at all, and he sent one here and said, good on your boys. I, I assume he's addressed it to me. Good on your boys. Good last quarter. A good way to close out the year. I hope you boys are in one piece tomorrow. And we were. And we were. <laughs> Luckily. And I might say, at the, at the meet-up, which we'll get to, that he did credit us with teaching him more about the game. Which is and which is an indication of how fucking little he knew about it. <laughs> <laughs> we got Bait, Batesy, B A Y T Z E E, and he sent a tweet to you, me, this week in league, and Curtis, saying thanks for making the eleven manly win even more memorable. Looking forward to this week in league season three. That's lovely. So are we, although this one's not over yet. HSV Raiders again. His first one, I said he was angry, but his first tweet didn't really reflect that. His second one does, though. He says, I wonder if the refs were given Manly Premier shirts after the match should have been given rings and in the team photo. FN cheating bastards. Well, you would have had to wait to midnight to get a Premier shirt. Well, starters, it was so about no one. Sense. It was about one when I ended up getting it, wasn't it? Fucking hell. It's pretty late. Michael, Jeez, we were, look, that would have to be, that's one of the latest nights I've had in a long time. Yeah. So we got home at what three? Yeah, something like that. And geez, we were productive. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, we got it done. We got off the bus over to Brookvale. Then we went to the Lee's Club. Oh, we did the Brookvale thing for a while. Yeah, smashed some cans on the on the way to Brookvale from the from yeah. the Lee's Club to Brook to yeah, Brookvale yeah. Oval, which, as everyone knows, who's been there, it's about two hundred meters. Yeah. So smash cans the whole way. Skulled two cans. Yeah. That was the death of you. Yeah, like, I think so. <laughs> And Everyone has that moment in their night. Went to Brookvale, caught up with some uh, some other people. Um, Real Bones, Jedi. Real Jedi. Good to meet him. Um, the players obviously uh, did the whole reception with the tro- uh, with the trophy and the rest of it. Then we went back, smashed some cans on the way back uh, to the Lee's Club. Got into the Lee's Club. Um, got some man hugs from the players as they were leaving. Um, yeah, we did, we did get through a lot. And then up to, up to get, get your shirt up to, the, up to the outlet to get the shirt. The shirt. And yeah. then off to Mimos. Mimos. Off to Mimos. Manly tradition, smash the Mimos on the yeah. way. Oh, on the way Mimos. Back. Good pizza. Get the Jamie pizza. Yeah. That's... Jamie's special. What was mine called again? Italian sausage. Caprice. Caprice, it was fucking awesome too. Italian sausage, mushroom, onion, and whatever else they put on pizza. Oh my God. We need a sponsorship from Mimos. That'd be awesome. I'd be 800 kilos. And Mimo's, he's an el- Mimo himself is an elderly guy. He is. But he's, 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 there, he's there flipping pizzas and rocking them out at three in the morning. Credit where it's due, son. It's great. Sensational. And to the cab driver who saved us an hour walk by picking us up. Yeah. <laughs> when we were Kudos clearly, to you, champ. When we were clearly drunk people that were, were a spew chance. <laughs> yeah, I thought we were fairly civilized. We were. We were. Orderly. Back to the tweets. Michael Darren, 79. Stuart said to Gallop. People think I'm being nice and shaking your hand, but fuck you, fuck the NRL, and I'm Brett Stewart, bitch. I don't think that's what he said. <laughs> Paraphrasing. Devon Head. Manly may be premiers, but they never beat the hash red V this year. Yeah, that's true, but unfortunately, they didn't have to, <laughs> clearly. Yeah, but South did, yeah, but Manly beat South. So and and Cronulla yeah. did, and Manly beat Cronulla. <laughs> <laughs> and the Broncos did, and Manly beat them immediately after they did. Yeah. Um. You know, if the if the dragons were good enough, have we enough, pissed would... on that argument enough? Or, well, yeah. I mean, Manly wanted to play them. 
but they weren't good enough to get there to face them. <laughs> so, you know, you can not only play what you can, you know, the team in front of you. Williams, 277. The Premiership brought back to its rightful home and the bro wagon destroyed. The world is back to normal. Haters gonna hate. Marcus Robb. David Gallup handed the Grub Brothers a Premiership via Tony Archer and they still won't move on. So still won't move on. Hash, build a bridge. Hash, womanly. I, I mean, I, I have to watch the replay more because um, it seems like Brisbane Broncos fans were very unsatisfied with the standard of the refereeing in this game as so a generalisation. Where does the... Um, other than the, the brawl, right? Yep. And, and everyone's got their own take on that. So where does the, the concept that the Stewart brothers... I guess it, well, Glenn in particular. Yeah. Right. Because people still have that hangover thing from from Brett's allegations, yeah. right? Yeah. So if you take that out of the equation, he's Glenn, done. He's done nothing. Where, except does, for where does Glenn's reputation as a grub come from? I don't know. He's he's been he's been suspended for one high tackle in his career. And that was up to that Blair thing. last year. Yes, correct. Otherwise, and that's it. Nothing. Yeah. Exactly. I just I I never. You know, I can spot a grub. Yeah. And those and those two guys are not it. I, I haven't, you know, I have issues with the Manly players running in on, on Adam Blair as much as anyone, but take that out of the equation. It's not like they've got this long history of... Exactly. Fucking grubbish acts. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, just, I don't get that. It's not like... It's if not you don't like, like them, fair enough, but... It's not like they're busting wine glasses in the faces of their pregnant girlfriends and choking them. After stealing their phones. Allegedly. And then donkey kicking them in the face and prying open their stitches with their fingers. <laughs> Haven't you just married every grub in the game? Yeah. It was You've just like poured this grub cocktail. <laughs> I'm pretty... I'm, yeah, it was like, that's like that's like the Long Island iced tea of grub cocktails, that one. <laughs> it was all of them. Or the uh, Bloody Mary, yeah. as it were. Mad Monday. Difficult to stomach, I might add. Mad Monday. You had a you had a taste of a Bloody Mary. Oh. Didn't like it much, did you? Fuck. <laughs> Lick my ass to get the taste out of my mouth. Yeah, you just uh, vomited. And it wasn't because you were hungover, it was just because no, you it was just the first drink of the day. You couldn't deal with like the chili or the you know, spices. The what is that? Yeah, it was it was pretty spicy for a Bloody Mary. Nigel Bridgman. I feel bad for the Warriors. The bandwagon supporters are sickening. I hope all your teams come equal last in 2012. Wow. Now, Nigel Bridgman's a fairly calm guy. We've met him in person a couple of times. Probably um, the most non-harsh person. Yep. He has a go he, at times in his own subtle, non-confrontational way. But he certainly, what he doesn't do, he doesn't like just you know, troll. No. He's by no means. Generally. And so it's good to see like a fairly neutral you know, person. And my fucker talks like a Kiwi. Yeah. I yeah. don't know if it's because he's a Kiwi. Well, clearly he was at some stage in his life. Really? Yeah. In past life, he was a Kiwi. Well, maybe not in the past life. Really? Is yeah. that is he a Kiwi? Yeah, he used to go for the Warriors. Yeah, he used to go for them. Was he born there? I think so. You don't just go for the Warriors and develop an accent. No. That no, shit happens no, over years, No, I appreciate No, the accent. The accent. <laughs> <laughs> it takes a long time to get or, an accent like or this, seconds, or, or, or very inadequate seconds. <laughs> um, and finally... At linear, Curtis. Our eyes were clear and our hearts were full. You know what happens next. 40 nil will always be special, but Manly earned that one. Mm, Curtis is fucking unclear and full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he just sends tweets in just for you to slam him, I think. Yeah. 
Okay. What a sad little life he lives. So do you have anything else that you want to add to the day before we put a put a full stop? No, I think I've said it all. I think kudos Manly and I think anyone that um that enjoys rugby league and can spot a good football team won't have an issue with them winning the comp. And so by extension you're saying that um some of their fans are cocks. People who do have problems. Present company included. <laughs> <laughs> I was on my best behaviour that day. Yeah, um, you were right. <laughs> you were right. There were, actually, there were, there were no real cocks on the day. Huh? I say there's no Kiwi. No, there's no. Pretty much Tony Strange was probably the biggest cockhead we ran into all day. And even he was pretty... He wasn't even a cockhead. He no, was like, he oh, wasn't... wow. I'm, hang on. Let me just pull my keyboard out of my backpack. Was, my yeah, big pick, bro. I was just gonna say, yeah, people, people, if um, you follow him on Twitter, he's totally not that guy. He's actually, he's actually a nice guy. No, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was alright. He had to run off behind, behind a, a pylon, pull out his keyboard, and start insulting us. I mean, he couldn't I was, bring himself yeah, to do it to our face. Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, I didn't like him enough to, you know, play sheep with him, but. Like... <laughs> I saw him iron off Annalise's Ugg boots at one stage. Alright, that is full time for episode 68. Nothing to preview this week. As always, interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. Facebook, we did it. We cracked the 800 barrier. Special shout out to Facebook fan number 800, Chris Epp. I don't know how I could pronounce that name, but Chris Epp Pennell. And he's a Manly fan. So, not only do we travel over the spit bridge to watch our side win grand finals, we also travel on Facebook <laughs> to hit that like button <laughs> on this week in league's page, as the rest of you should do. I travelled over the spit bridge. Now. Only one way, but. Yeah, you went the other way. <laughs> and then we caught, we caught the ferry over the rest of the way iTunes, keep those reviews coming. We've got a few more this week, including one from your mate who has revised his review. Remember Popular Ray a couple of weeks ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who yeah. did the three-star review saying... Yeah, um, one bloke talks about yeah. well, get, well, guess what? He's revised his review down to one star. What? And now it says one guy talking league and one guy talking manly, 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 and more manly. No. <laughs> That guy's so, awesome. So I assume he listens to the show, but dude... One star? What are you trying to do to me, man? Don't fuck us over with one star reviews. What the fuck, champ? All right. How am I going to um, build this up to a point where I can engineer Nate's demise? Exactly. If you give us one fucking star. Best NRL... the program. We got, we got one here by Blinks96. Uh, best NRL podcast ever. Five stars. That's And he's, he's put Tool Nation in there as well. Totally representing. This podcast is the shittest ever. LOL jokes. I'm Sharkman05. <laughs> I've been listening to podca- this podcast is episode 7 last year and didn't have a time to write a review until now since I'm about to nominate this podcast into podcast awards. Two guys who love their foot bitch. Football in brackets. They live in Brisbane and travel to Sydney to see their favourite. This is what you call a true footy fan. Go the Roosters. Sensational review. I like it. I, that's, I'm I, a th- Roosters fan of all things. I don't want to get anyone else's nose out of joint but that's probably the best review we've ever had to be honest. I think it's sensational. He's talked it up. It's sensational. Plus, he's thrown in I'll a lot of it. terms. I mean, like, he's clearly a listener. You know, he's yep. thrown in a lot of terms we use. So, I mean, he's he's legit. He's not faking it at all. Tipping. 
done and dusted almost. Well, as far as results are concerned, they're done yeah. and dusted anyway. Uh, the ESL tipping, Rich to Tipster, no change there. He's 15 games ahead of second place Tiger Benji, who is tied, sorry, with Warrior Bunny. A couple of points back to the other one and uh, and wasn't, me in fifth. Wasn't Tiger Benji second outright? Actually, he, he he was yeah, and so uh, worry. Well, it says well, you no. Know about football, huh? It says no change from last week, so maybe he was tied last week. There hasn't been any change in any of the positions, in fact. Um, and a couple of people were perfect rounds. And he's tied with Warrior Bunny. Yeah, guy's a nafty in every sense of the word. <laughs> and you you finished seventh. There's no coming back from that. You should probably shouldn't really bag anyone that's finished ahead no. of me, right? No. Let's revise that. And speaking to people that finish ahead of you, NRL tipping. <laughs> Freako 9. I remember he was about five points behind with about two rounds to go. Yeah. He's pulled it. it out. He's won 161 points, three points ahead of second place Fabsy, who were the dra- was she was literally the Dragons of the competition. She's a Dragons fan. She led from pillar to post. <coughs> Got a, 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 a suffragial blockage <laughs> in the last couple of rounds. Finished three points off the pace. She'll love hearing that. Yeah. Third, Bronco Ringo, who continued his charge from the clouds, 154. So he finished uh, ultimately seven points off the lead. And he was unsighted until about probably three rounds to the end of the season. So he must have thrown a lot of perfects together. Fourth. Bronco Ringo. Yeah. That's my mate Steve. Oh, really? So, yeah, actually, yeah. I'm, pr- well, I'm pretty sure that's it is. Sully is good name by calling I'm, me your mate. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure that's who it is. I mean, it's, this is the same Bronco Ringo who um, in 2008 went down to Sydney with me to watch Manly versus the Warriors in the in the uh, preliminary final uh, and was wearing my Warmall jersey, the one that you wore too. So it's the jersey that people wear when they're um, faux Manly supporters. And uh, and he was actually a Kiwi citizen at the time too. Really? Yeah. Yet. Doesn't have a lot going for him, that bloke, does he? Well, your mate. Well, he did the former uh, Kiwi citizen. Well, he did. He did the. He, he did the. Did the smart thing that uh that, that boat people. I don't want to get political, but boat people. Seriously, if you want to get into Australia, and you don't want to spend your time living in a detention centre, or you don't want to live in the rural fucking wherever they want to send you, mm. Christmas Island. This is what you got to do. And by boat people, we mean Kiwis. Just any refugee. Really. Don't sail for Australia. Any, any refugee from North or South Island. From anywhere. No, any country. This is what you do, especially New Zealand. This is what you do. I'm, I'm giving, I'm, I'm giving you pearls here. So listen up. If you're, if you're in like Afghanistan and thinking of making a change, listen to me now. What I say is, don't sail to Australia, sail to New Zealand. Don't let anyone in. <laughs> then you can stay there for a couple of years, get your citizenship or your residency, sorry, your permanent residency. Then you can come over here, and you get conferred all the rights that a Kiwi gets, and so you slip in the back door. Easy. That's and, true. Or and you that's can what, stay what, in New Zealand. Yeah, because with all the motherfuckers over here, that place has got to be empty. It's the, this, and this is what and this is what Bronco Ringo did. He was from the Isle of Man. Um, was over was over Isle here. Isle of Man. Yeah, little. It's a little rock in yeah, between England and is. Ireland. Seventy thousand alcoholics cling to a rock. Yeah. Essentially, I've been there. I'll tell. You, I'll tell you about when he you fell off the rock. You tell me. Did, all did you, tell, you tell me. I had New Year's Eve in about two thousand six or two thousand five on the Isle of Man. There was an Elvis impersonator there called Tony, and he was like fully dressed up in the Elvis suit. Wasn't there to entertain anyone or anything. <laughs> he was just dressed up like Elvis. He's got an Elvis license, driver's license, been to Graceland 13 times. There was a guy just doing like, you know, stand, like a, a one man band kind of guy, you know, with a, a backing track and a guitar doing just, you know, various songs, just, you know, old favourites. Did he have cymbals on his elbows? No, no, it wasn't that kind of one man band. He had, oh. you know, the digital setup, you know, the backing track. But anyway. <laughs> He was going through, and um, and we got this Tony there, this Elvis that dude the whole time, and so we just you know getting drunk, and we start you know saying you know put put him on Elvis, so the guy goes okay, and he starts playing like blue suede shoes. Fucking Tony doesn't know the words, 
Oh, it was sensational. <laughs> he just he, he... Oh, oh, I think I've rebroken my ribs that I broke on the bus the other night. Oh, he's uh, <laughs> he's ridiculous. He's the world's worst Elvis impersonator. It was hilarious. This guy, he's wearing the white sort of sequin jumpsuit with the flares and everything. He's got his hair sort of you know you know slicked you know Elvis style. Looks the part. Gets up there, only knows half the words to blue side shoes. Oh, embarrassing for him. Fucking hell. Oh, I, just, I just want to go there. I yeah. don't even know how you get to the Isle of Man. A flight, and it's actually... On a return uh, boat trip from New Zealand. We actually, we, we flew there from Dublin, and um and we it was actually a prop-driven aircraft too, so I've, I felt sure we were going to die. Jesus. <laughs> but yeah. I just want to go there and shoot him. It was an adventure. It was an adventure. Um, You can't get Elvis impersonation right. Yeah, you're struggling at life. Yeah, yeah. Now, um, someone you're, who, so, going, you're closer than him with your hair, dude. <laughs> someone, someone who isn't struggling at life though, in fourth position on the NRL tipping, me, and uh, fifth, uh, a couple of games back, S Jack V. So, um, a couple more games back, me. Yeah, a couple in the turn in in the sense that you're 27th rather than fifth. Never caught, never quite cracked that no, uh, 25 and, spot. And this is the this is the interesting fact. You dropped. A place this week, so you know what that means, don't you? You fucking tipped the Warriors in the grand final because I didn't put my tips in. I got the away team. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say because how can you drop your place if you pick barely? You could at least maintain your position. <laughs> so you tipped the Warriors <laughs> and you got what you deserved. Okay, final winners of the Jabra Sports Wireless headsets. Our week four winner with the highest score for the week, a score of 538, is the Bacani Breezes. Bacani. <laughs> get it? You get jokes? It's I about, get it. It's about Todd Carney and drinking. If that's yeah. you, you win a sport, Jabra Sports Wireless headset. So hit us up at hello at thisweekinleague.com. Hit us with your name and your, uh, your postal address and everything. So when we get our stock, we can send you your prize. And random winner. Now, random winner was number six, which is a team by the name of Blue and Gold Sandwow. Jeez. Yes. Overly long. I mean, you didn't. You win for longest name for a team as well, I think. And um, <laughs> You don't get an extra prize for that, though. No, but you get the headset. So, uh, as I said, hello at thisweekinleague.com. Send us, uh, if that is you, send us your details, that email address, and uh, we'll get you your prize. Now, our second random winner, which was, uh, I believe, the team by the name of Ennis the Grub, did not get back to us. And we've given them, you know, two chances to get back to us and give them details. Clearly, they're not listening to the show to realise that they're a winner. Well, they're not listening to this part of the show. You'd think if you had entered in the competition, though, you know, you'd want to know if you'd won or not. You'd have a crack, yeah. Exactly. So, we said last week that if we didn't know... Maybe it was Michael Ennis himself. Maybe it was. And he was out for the season with whatever it was that he um, made him too soft to play. Um... So, as, according to as we said, we're going to sign a new winner for that one and uh, randomly hit up a team by the name of Lydia's. L-Y-D-I-A apostrophe S. Oh, if that's a Lydia I'm thinking of, she's a Tigers fan. Well deserved. There you go. Hit us up on hello at thisweekinleague.com. Give us your details and we will send you the prize. Now, overall winner, and that this is for the uh, top point scorer across the entire fantasy finals competition, and it is a team by the name of Toto's Terrors, which was one of the teams that I recognised from the um, the regular season fantasy competition 
was up the top for um, pretty much the whole time as well. So it's obviously a fantasy gun. Can fantasize, yeah. For sure, for sure. And um, I think he, he won by 22 points over the second place getter, who was Bones. Fuck. The crazy Manly fan. Yes. Legend. Intensely, just seems fairly quiet, but fairly intense man. And I've got it, and I really need to actually give him a plug. Um, I don't have the link off the top of my head, but if you go to YouTube and ser- search for, I think it was uh, the Bartholomew Twins, uh, he's basically someone's put up a, a collection. This is probably ten years ago that he and his brother used to w- ring the uh, continuous call team after games on the pretense of talking about the game and just talk utter shit and get hung up on. Complete trolls some, before some, trolling was cool. Someone has put up, it must be like a, a CD's worth, like they made this many calls, a CD's worth of comedy gold. That's I mean, great. And I'll, I'll show you some after we finish recording, but it's, it's very funny stuff. I love it. Um, thank you to Jabra for the support of the competition. Oh, sorry, what's Toto's Terrors? What's he going to get? He's the winner overall, so he needs to get more than... He gets himself a headset without without a doubt. What else is he going to get? A hat and a stubby cooler. Done. All right. Hat and a stubby cooler. You get the big prize because you're the big winner and consistent over the entire comp. Uh, thanks to Jabra for the support of the comp. Thanks to everybody for getting in on the action. It was very close, actually, or you know, fairly close from um, positions like 1 to 20 or whatever yeah. on the table. Uh, so great stuff, everybody. Well, we've got some people involved. It's going to be good next season. I'm sure. With our tipping comps and fantasy comps, we'll get all these people involved again and... Hopefully have some bigger and better prizes. For sure, for sure. Or not. Maybe not. Maybe maybe you'll just play for pride. Just glorious glory. Yeah, well, glorious glory is pretty glorious. I'm going to say. <laughs> By your definition, I think it is, yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh, the glorious glory that Manly achieved on Sunday was <laughs> sensationally glorious. I think on that note, we should probably uh, wrap it up, eh? Yeah, I've got to get into camp with uh, Sheenzy. Uh, now, are we going to wrap up the, uh, the Mad Monday? or? Oh, didn't wrap up the Man Monday. We had drinks at the Opera Bar. We were there from about nine o'clock because we had breakfast and everything first. Oh, but it was a bit. Yeah, it was probably closer to ten. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, well, we, were, we were eating. It was like nine thirty when we were eating those really? breakfast okay. burger things. Yeah, and uh, then yeah. So the Opera Bar at eleven. We had um, various people you know, come and go through the, through the course of the day, plus a core group that were pretty much there from start to finish. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were like the hard. They were the hardcores. It was the Twitter crew guys like Dragon Punk Twelve, Justin, Annalise. Underscore zero eight, yeah. Annalise, uh, one hundred two. Megan, the the who listeners may remember as the uh, as the girl who had the posh voice on the on the voicemail. Doesn't look like that in real life. Same crew. A couple of Midorian lemonades under her belt. That's right. That's right. Yeah, they, they both going to write off. Was slurred and a little more profet- profanity laced. <laughs> Profane. I'm still pissed. <laughs> I'm still pissed from yesterday. And we, and we had Saint Cra- Saint Crazy as well. Yes. Kate, first time we met her. Yes. She's lovely. Oh, actually, did we meet her at the game? No, we met her at the game, and then yeah, so this weekend was the first time we met her. Yeah. Very interesting to see the uh, the Twitter crew on on Twitter. Obviously, very very loving. All a little great bunch of friends. Yep, love. We go to a lot of footy games together. Put them around a the table at each other's throats. Yep, yep. Like fucking buzzards. It's very interesting. In a carcass. I mean, the, all the meetups, even ones. I mean, because you know we've had a lot of meetups this year at like Broncos games and um and like the Origin and stuff, but. I have to say, it is, it's it's re- always really interesting to see the difference between people, how they are online and how they are on um, you know, in real life. Yes. Um, most people, I mean, some people are just exactly the same. Tad Pike, awesome dude. Yeah, he's a great guy. Big surprise there with his, 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 his a yank. He I didn't thought. pick that. 
And we had we had Lord Australia turn up too. Yeah. Great guy. Great. He's great exactly idea. the same as he's on Twitter. Exactly. A cock. <laughs> this is the West Tiger supporter you're talking about too. I mean, you guys have got to stick together. There's only two of you. Um, he, he's, he's a great bloke. Gave us great and, ideas. Great and and his drinking. mate <laughs> that buys me a drink. I thought he was taking drinks orders because I thought he worked there. Yeah. And next thing. He buys a round of drinks for half like, the people's table. This guy's casual. What's he doing sitting at our table? And then, and then he it felt, he it, it felt like he was only there like fifteen minutes, and then he left. And he's like, yeah. so he's just rocked up, bought a round, then nicked off. Yeah, <laughs> legend. It's probably the greatest Englishman ever invented. Well, the beer was cold. Yeah, I've just I've never. He didn't mug anyone to pay for pay for I the just, round. I've never seen anything like it. Um, and I can't forget we had uh, Ruby Precious, who is uh, Jessica, who is on Twitter. I mean, I knew that she wasn't like this in real life anyway. I mean, I could, I could tell, but on Twitter, she is one of the most hateful Manly fans. Like, she will, she will She'll tell, throw down. Oh, she will throw down like no one, like like me, essentially. Although, I did put her to the test a few times, and she, you could just see she got that look in her eye like, oh, I'm going to rip you straight out. And then in a split second, she realized, hmm, <laughs> he's got me again. And that only happened about, oh, I don't know, give or take, it was about 20 20 to 35 yeah. times. But she didn't erupt or anything and, and no. glass you in the face. She just no. sort of, you know. She should have. She gave you the look that was, was just like, you know. Hard. She's like, I'll kill you. I'll kill you, man. Yes. And, and Fiona. Yeah, Fiona. It was good to meet her. Fritches. It's great to meet her. First time I've uh, met her in person, although known her via the, you know, the internet and Facebook and Twitter for probably two years. I've nearly. met her before. Yeah, I saw her last weekend. Just twice in a week. She's overrated. <laughs> <laughs> and you say this because she was sledging the shit out of you the entire time. Fuck, didn't she? What? It was great. She just tag teamed up with me. We, we, Pseudo we wife, smashed mate. you the whole time, mate. Pseudo awesome. wife. She just like <laughs> totally slipped into Nicklin's seat yeah. and just took over the sledging. Yeah. It's like seamless, seamless transition. Yep. But in any case, it was a glorious day. Uh, basically spending about six hours, well, for us anyway, we were spending about, spending about six hours just uh, sitting on the harbour there in the sun. Sitting in the sun, as my sunburnt arms will attest. Drinking bourbons, it's yeah, great. Or good beers. times, good times, and we, and we want to do a lot more of those. And I think we'll definitely do that Mad Monday. We'll definitely do it again next year as well. Absolutely. And uh, we probably should have a Mad Monday uh, Brisbane edition as well. I think we should, but I think I've drank enough uh, alcohol to do me for the next few months. So what's only going to be a Sydney thing um, attached to the grand final? And people have to come down to the grand final to do it. Oh, look, I don't know. Maybe it's a harsh should, call. To maybe make, we should but... do a Christmas get together. Maybe Christmas. Yeah, but then people won't they don't remember who we are by Christmas. Yeah, they will. Footy season be over two months. <laughs> We're not that easy to forget, man. <laughs> Special shout out to uh on Twitter, DimSim nineteen as well. Who... Well actually two well do we go two go two shouts. That's a story we didn't tell. Yeah. We walk out of the Manly Leagues Club to walk down to the bottle shop and there was a guy and a girl at the bus stop that we walked past. Walk past the bus stop, um, probably get about twenty meters down the road and then hear Nate as so I turn around, like, and it's the guy that was at the bus stop. Turns out it's uh, it's Lueli of Brookvale or Bevale, I think is his is his Twitter name. Uh, has a great manly manly group on Facebook as well, which I think is like something like along the lines of if you don't like manly, go fuck yourself. Um, turns out we've walked past. Glenn was wearing a this week in league hat. Obviously, two and two, he's put two and two together and figured out uh, who we were, and away we went. And then that was the first spin out situation. Yes. And then the second one that you were speaking of just then was the day after the grand final. We caught the ferry from Manly across to Circular Quay. Which was a glorious trip, meaning that I was leaving Manly. It was excellent. It wasn't, it wasn't glorious because I was, I was feeling shit. I was, just, I was just eating Neurofens like Tic Tacs the whole way over. You were eating what? Neurofens. 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 On the ferry. Neurofens on the ferry. 
Fucking Jesus. I was eating your fans on the ferry <laughs> and um, we got off and, and we were just walking, basically, uh, we just crossed, crossed the little bridge thing and, and got off and we we're walking down towards, uh, or setting off to go towards the opera house and you hear, hey, this week in league boys or something like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And turns out, uh, listener of the show and uh, and Twitter Twitter sledger Dim Sim nineteen. Yes, Tigers fan. Tigers fan, and um, yeah, once again we're both wearing this week in league hats at these occasions. You saw the hats, pulled us up. The hats work. The hats work. It was, it was a spin out. Um, and yeah, and then it, it gets you noticed. It does make you new friends. It doesn't. I mean, and I think buy I'm, one. I think I'm the only manly supporter he was, he was glad to see all day. <laughs> he was threatening to uh, on Twitter and throw people and to overboard. us. He was saying he just wanted he just wanted he saw a manly jersey and he just wanted to punch them in their faces. <laughs> Excellent, he's my kind of guy. <laughs> Shame he couldn't be there to drink with us, but you know some people had to work. Exactly, exactly. And uh, but yeah, just such a spin out though. Just you know to hear people, you know, to see people like pass you on the street and. Yeah, find you that way. So yeah, it was really good. Um, we've crapped on so much after the show was essentially finished. So um, if you haven't fast forwarded uh, through this or just hit the stop button, congratulations, you've won a headset. No, not really. <laughs> <laughs> if only we had enough to go around. <laughs> Although we probably need zero because we only the only ones listening to us now ourselves. Um, that's it for me. That's it for me too. Congratulations, okay. mate. Thanks, mate. It was awesome. Loved it. Feeling very depressed now. That must be like you know the the natural downer after like you know such a massive high. No, you just been a sook. Suck it up. <laughs> See you next week. <laughs> See ya. For the Twillies. Yes. The unveiling of Twillies. We're still going. The gala. The gala night. <laughs> the gala night. Get the gala twi- event. Get get your uh, get your Twilly votes in. Uh, the link will be on the show notes of this one. Otherwise, it's surveymonkey.com forward slash s forward slash Twillies. T W I L Y S. Get in there, give us your votes, and uh, there's a section at the end of the Twillies where you know you can give your feedback on segments of the show and make suggestions and stuff like that. And we're really interested in your opinion, and um, so fill it out. And, and you're talking really fast because you need to wrap it up, and you got your finger poised over the stop button, and you're still going. So fill out the form and get it back to us, and listen to the Twillies next week. Thanks. Done. <laughs>